0: And we're off. Episode one, the inaugural episode of this pod thing of ours. Full disclosure, we have three cannolis on the way, and we'll inevitably have to get up. I think... I think uh, I'll think. Uh, i get up. Okay. And, uh, I think in terms of keeping it profesh, we probably shouldn't hit pause, because then the, the whole audio is going to get diced up, so we'll just, you know... Canola delivery in the background.
1: If we're keeping things professional, let's not use profesh. That would just be my first caveat.
0: Full disclosure, we're surrounded by uh, foam
1: right now. (laughs) We changed the name of the podcast uh, 15 (laughs) minutes before to the White Trash Podcast. (laughs) Uh, This
0: isn't a visual medium, so
1: you're
0: not going to get any enjoyment out of this. Just imagine a
1: throw-me-down or hand-me-down L-shaped couch, foam on the walls. Anywho, our very first podcast...
0: Full disclosure: We got to get a lot of full disclosures out of the way. This is the first episode. I think first full disclosure to get out of the way. My name is Brent. This is my co-host Austin, and I am his co-host. Neither of us are the official host. Right, we're both co-hosting. Full disclosure: I don't <laughs> think I don't think you can get any less Italian than Austin and I.
1: Uh, that's true. But then again, I, I, I don't really think I know. I mean, You know when you're a kid, your mom, t- you're Scottish. And you're not. You're probably not. Well, your, your mom did the research. No, she didn't. It was hand-me- <laughs> Okay, full disclosure, mom.
0: <laughs> Second full disclosure, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, just, you know, this is your one warning. Look, this- I
1: did the mouth swab, okay, for Ancestry.com, and it was just English. It didn't, you're just white. It pretty much just said, okay, <laughs> you're white. It's fair to say that we're both Anglo mutts with a dash of Cherokee. <laughs> Didn't say anything about Cherokee, which was disappointing. If really? I'm, yeah, not a thing. Huh. Dad, was, dad was wondering. and I mean, I, it was like the the $40 give this to your friend for Christmas, mm-hmm. Ancestry.com. I don't think it was the... Not the real deal? Yeah. You know, I, I think you have to have blood drawn. But your mom knew like the tartans... And all that stuff. Yeah, but you don't have to work hard at that.
0: If you, I, I'm it, Clan Cameron, according to your mom. Right, but here's the thing. And you're something if you, else. If you if you
1: Google, and I, it's I just the Highland strangely. Games. Yeah, then you're Scottish. Sorry. <laughs> end of end of discussion. If you've been to a Highland Games, you're I think uh, the clan Scottish. had a
2: tent
0: there because they were a clan.
1: Yeah. Well, I that, remember hearing that. But no, but, and it's also Stone Mountain, n- so I think they're always there. N- no joke. I, I literally was online the other night, and I, I just kind of got curious, and I Googled, you know. Where does the name Martin come from? Because that is my last name, mm. Austin Martin. And well, There goes uh, your identity. Yeah, I'm done, yeah. Uh, my social security number is... Uh, never mind. 555. 555. Five, 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 five. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, seriously, I Google it. It, it. it says right there in the Wikipedia page that mm. you can, we're connected to Clan Cameron, which basically tells me, like, we're probably not. If it's on Wikipedia <clears throat> and I can find it that easily, I just doubt it. I don't know, I think we're... Anywho, that's... uh. <laughs> We're white
0: I knew a red haired kid In middle school Who swore he was The distant grandson Of William Wallace I don't don't know If you can back
1: that up man. The the odds are better That he's a distant Relative of uh, Mel Gibson More so (laughs) Than uh, William Wallace
0: Also You're probably wondering Why are we talking About our ethnicity This is a podcast That's kind of About the Sopranos Hence the whole You know Couldn't be less Italian thing We share a lot in common
1: But I think I don't know Sopranos, for me, I mentioned someone the other day, there hasn't been a television show that I've loved as much. I think there's been some that came close. Boardwalk. Boardwalk's good. Boardwalk's up there for me. Um, recently got into Peaky Blinders. We'll see. Deadwood. Um, Do you, oh, you Deadwood? Deadwood. Deadwood's good. Great show. Yeah, inevitably, Sop- it comes back to HBO shows.
0: Yeah, when The Sopranos runs out, we'll just pivot to another HBO show. Probably.
1: Probably Boardwalk. That's it, where my heart... That'd be a good one. It would be prohibition you got so much to work with there. and if
0: this podcast takes off once we hit a million listeners you know we'll spearhead a campaign to do a soprano's prequel that is actually my
1: main goal of this whole podcast <laughs> I, I just think that hbo if you're listening once if you can sift through the bullshit of the first five minutes of this podcast so far just understand <laughs> that is le- my legitimate goal and it, it, it's it's not my dream it wasn't my idea in fact it was brent's but i think you've got so much material to work with there you've, young johnny sack yeah Tony's dad, Young Junior.
0: uh, Young Junior is immediately who I think of, but that's partially because in this first season they do so many flashbacks of Young Junior and uh, and up cannolis are here. Cannolis are here. Yes, good old Uber Eats. They never let you down.
1: Do we want to get him on the podcast?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you work at a pizza place. Come in here and talk to us about the Sopranos.
1: Hey, Brent, talk to them for a second. Lee is demanding her cannoli.
0: The uh, the cannolis are here. Now get your cannoli. Austin's wife is upstairs giving us our privacy for the recording, and she's going to come down and get her cannoli because we ordered three. If you hear jingling and jangling in the background, that's a German Shepherd. He's friendly. <laughs> he actually ate all of our cold cuts <laughs> for the inaugural <clears throat> episode. Uh, Austin here made a uh, made from scratch. Uh, what do you call it? Red. The red socks? lead.
1: Red the like, red sauce. You don't call
0: it like marinara or anything?
1: I don't think... I don't really know if that's official. I don't really know what a marinara entails. I just know... Oh, yeah. oh, there it is. Oh, I can smell that. That's you nice. You made it. <laughs> uh, you did this to me.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> you did this has that to been said in this house
1: yet? Uh, yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> My wife's pregnant, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know. so It's just a nice homemade red sauce. I don't really know of it classifies as a marinara, mm. but it sure sits heavy. It was good. I can vouch for it. Spicy today. The bread was good. Col- yeah, the dog literally never eats off a plate like that. What so cut I- cuts
0: I did get to eat were good. But, yeah, he he cleaned up all that, that torn ham on yeah. the side because there was a lot of that
1: ham. And I'm pretty sure I'm there was I'm a- hoping it was mostly ham because there was a lot of hot cappy on there, a little hot cappy. Capical, gabagool. Spicy. Spicy. Spicy cap. And- I've had
0: different varying levels of spice. That was a hot capical. And there was... There was some of that on there for sure that he got.
1: It's going to be a, a real tough shit for him tomorrow, <laughs> literally.
0: He got a lot of hot capicola, definitely some pepperoni, <laughs> maybe one or two. Uh, he was kind enough to leave one piece of salami <laughs> behind for me. And uh, I'm fairly certain he licked it because it did have a wet spot on it, but I ate it anyways. <laughs> it's salami. You really shouldn't be asking too many questions anyhow. These uh, can always look pretty good. Um, I, I mentioned this before. I do think we really need to stress this. Uh, as this show progresses, this episode in particular, and these shows in general, assuming we get to make multiples, uh, if you are a parent or aunt or uncle of either of us, or relative in general, grandmother perhaps, uh, this this is your warning. This,
1: this I don't think they need it. If they're a friend, family distant relative they're probably connected to us in some form or fa- fashion on Facebook they they know i mean i appreciate yeah, but, what but you're trying to do depending on their uh their
0: take on the internet the minute they hear one of us say fuck they're going to go oh, people are
1: going to hear this <laughs>
0: it's like what people like you and maybe eight others you know i'm not um, that
1: worried about it i think it's a different day and age my friend i don't i'm not perhaps but just fair warning this show could get blue we will yeah it, it's going to get uh, that <laughs> And 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 we are. I mean, we are going to
0: we are going to roast at times a you know a hard R HBO show about the mafia. <laughs> so that's just part of it at this point.
1: He wants to stop talking and eat this cannoli. I can I can see it on his eyes. You know what?
0: You're not supposed to In eat on eyes. a podcast. It's what people complain about all the time, but. I'm not really that worried about it. I say you just just
1: break the faux pas on the very first episode. Are you going to get in on this? I'm going to wait. Still a little full.
0: I kind of am, too. Is this chocolate supposed to be melted?
1: And dead space while he looks at the chocolate that he's wondering about. (laughs) Dead air. I don't think so.
0: Well, I'm just concerned because these are sharing a container, and I'm going to eat my cannoli (laughs) over (laughs) yours, and I... (laughs) And whatever falls is going to hit your cannoli. I,
1: I'm fine with the collateral damage. All right, while I watch you eat. Which your cannoli. cannoli do you yeah, want? It's, please, your selection. Okay. You, he bought
0: the cannolis; he gets to decide. I'm probably not going to eat the whole thing. I just want to bite because <clears throat> it looks really good.
1: I'm to. Yeah, he, he's biting into it now. Oh, it is crumbly. That's a good cannoli. How's the ricotta? Very good. That's good. No, I'm, that's the wrong kind of cheese. What? What? It, it's a uh, mascarpone. Mascarpone. Um, I don't think I would like a ricotta cheese-filled they cannoli. They do a blend. Really? I think so. It's not just market. <clears throat> What's the other? It can't be ricotta.
0: Is I it? I think it is. It's ricotta and a lot of sugar. Wow. So it's sweet, sweet ricotta. Ricotta.
2: All right. It's going to be hard <laughs> to
0: resist um, not saying all the Italian phrases the wrong way, the way they
1: do on this show. Are you are saying they say them wrong on here or that we would say them wrong?
0: There's a good video online right now with uh, Dr. Melfi. What's your real name? Do you know a real name? Oh, man, I do. Oh, you know what? Full disclosure. We don't really do any research. <laughs> so a lot of this is just going to be us talking out of our ass. But uh Polly and Dr. Melfi are the uh
1: Hey. A podcast coming on a podcast. I'm sure that's never happened.
0: Before. They're uh it's a commercial or it's a comedy, I don't know what it is. It's it's Lorraine
1: Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. Sorry.
0: They they are uh they're uh what do you call it? They're judges for a, a spell, uh, for a spelling contest, and they're saying all these Italian words in a really uh, <laughs> New Jersey stereotypical way. <laughs> and there's an Ata- Italian dad in the crowd who's like a respectable Italian <laughs> dad. And he's like, nobody, nobody calls mozzarella mozzarella? <laughs> and, uh, Buffalo mozzarella. I lost my train of thought, and this isn't funny, but it's a good... Uh, no, it's not. It's a good bit. What you looking
1: for? Nothing. I had a water around here, and I'm just trying to make sure I... Maybe you picked it up when you went to get the cannoli. Stay hydrated. Eventually, though, I think we will... We're going to start here with the... It's just called the pilot episode. It didn't have a, um, a title. It's entirely different than any other episode that you're ever going to see in the series.
0: Yeah, uh, another full disclosure here. We're going to be watching every episode on mute in the background. So these podcasts will last about as long as an episode, you know, minus the bullshitting up front, which is what we're doing right now.
1: We're going to work on the bullshitting, too.
0: Also, full disclosure. (laughs) Hey, I got a new name for the podcast. Full
1: disclosure. Full disclosure. It's
0: a good one. Um, The plan, assuming uh, I can figure out how to get these things uploaded to iTunes, is to have a new episode every Tuesday. But full disclosure, <laughs> <laughs> we may not actually record these like week to week. We might gang up and do a couple in a row. Yeah. That way, we never miss a Tuesday. It's just
1: a Family Guy. We're gonna we're gonna pre-produce these things months out. Yeah. yeah. So
0: if something you know just completely ridiculous with the president happens in the news and we don't mention it, it's because it didn't happen it's
1: yet. Because we're not John Oliver and this isn't last week tonight. <laughs> I mean, that's really what. It, I, and I love if, it's, John
0: if it's really stupid, you know, we'll obviously eventually get to it. But mm-hmm. you know, week two might have been recorded at the same time week one. This is a little behind the curtain action for you, as far as how uh, we do things around here at TPTO. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, we've already acronymed it.
0: That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I know. My Kristen, my wife, was like, "Shouldn't it be TPTOO?" And I was like, "Well, usually when you acronym, you don't include D- words of. like uh, yeah, and of. 'e.' And, so it's TPTO." We'll eventually get like a TPTO at gmail.com
1: going if you want to tell us how much we suck. Full disclosure, those T-shirts have already been made. We have uh, bumper stickers, uh, beer koozies, uh, all kinds of licensed TPTO. You know, you 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 kid, but we could do it. Oh, I don't think I kid. I I mean, I kid in the sense that they're not available yet. They're not available yet. But they
0: absolutely will be. If you want one, it's not set up yet, but send an email to maybe (laughs) TPTO.com. i got to see if it's available. Hopefully, yeah. If not, you know, check back in next week. We'll give you an update.
1: Hashtag we're getting desperate. Maybe, right. we,
0: maybe we'll start a Patreon. Uh, last full disclosure, I think, before we break into this episode, we're sharing a mic. So if you don't like the audio, I'm sorry, but there's really not much we can do about you it. You have
1: to start somewhere. This is
0: bare bones, yeah. uh, ground level investment here with this uh, mutually shared mic. We did a test earlier. I think it actually sounds pretty good.
1: It did. Uh, I think so, too
0: but I think we're going to let the first episode start rolling and the uh, commentary, we'll see what happens. Five, four, I'm just kidding.
1: All right. Oh, season one, episode one. And a lot of dead air. But, uh, so Tony's in the office here. We're not going to give you that kind of rundown. But the, it's the, I've always found it fascinating, and of course, in this episode, it centers around him meeting Melfi. And it's a different episode, as I stated, because it, it becomes a running... He's a narrator more than he is a direct player. Sorry, why you talk, I'm going to eat more of this cannoli. It's no problem. Um, but anyhow, it's the introduction of Melfi and, and what we're trying to accomplish here. But I, for me personally, on a serious note, this is when you really recognize the first time you saw it that you were going to be dealing with something that wasn't Francis Ford Coppola, that wasn't Martin Scorsese.
0: Did you watch The Sopranos in real time?
1: No, of course not. I was, I think this episode started in nineteen ninety seven, okay, ninety eight, at the latest. So my first experience, again, we don't
0: do any research on this podcast. We just kind of right. shoot from the. Head. I,
1: I feel fairly confident though because I remember I had to rent it. Yeah. From, from a movie gallery, yeah. I don't even think those exist anymore. There's a movie gallery at the Ingalls on Centerville Highway. I don't think Ingalls exists anymore. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, sidebar, I uh, there's some amazing Ingalls out there. There's one up in Blue Ridge, I know that. Yeah, yeah that's the one I'm talking about. There's one in Blue Ridge. <laughs> and if you're looking
0: for a one. good Ingalls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All you want to do is <laughs> head God. up 400 for Get about them. an hour and 40 minutes. The Olive Bar is incredible. <laughs> I had a hot Italian sandwich. It was really quite good. But yeah, no, I had to rent this, uh, and they came th- by at that time, you didn't rent the season. Mm. You rented a DVD of the season. You would get episodes one, two or one, you know two you three got
0: a DVD in 1999 yeah I mean,
1: absolutely. yeah. Mm.
0: I don't know. My, I think the first DVD I watched was probably like, I don't know, road trip or something. And it was a big deal that I had a DVD instead of a VHS. Well, you know me.
1: I was a big movie guy. I can tell you exactly what what the first DVD I ever watched was. Fight Club. Okay. Fight Club was the first DVD I ever watched. I know Uh, everybody
0: loves Fight Club. Fight Club always kind of bummed me out. I I think it has its haters. I don't think it's universally loved. I don't hate it, but it's one of those movies where if I watch it late at night, I need to cleanse with an episode of Seinfeld before I go to
1: sleep. That's uh, (laughs) clever. Clever. It's clever. I find that I can't get through the whole thing anymore. It, it's not that it's exorbitantly yeah, exorbitantly long. It's just It's paced at a weird yeah, it's fincher. It's really what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, so my first time with the Sopranos was a, a movie gallery where I had to rent it, you know, typically two to three episodes at a time. Mm. I got stray looks because I believe at the time I wasn't supposed to be able to rent mm. the Sopranos at 14 years old, but the movie More. gallery was was lenient. Man. It's yeah. all right. It's our. It's the first podcast. I think mean, we can <laughs> let burping go. This,
0: this is going to happen on all the podcasts. Oh, I know
1: it will. Uh, oh, favorite part right here. So if uh, for fans of the first season, the Ducks, uh, major, major theme.
0: I think we need to get another full disclosure out of the way. <laughs> if you happen to be some rando out there who stumbled onto this podcast and says to yourself – Hey I've never seen the sopranos I'm gonna watch along week to week don't do that don't do that because we're probably <laughs> gonna spoil a lot for you you know the top of this episode with our prequel idea we've already mentioned names that that you won't even know in episode one so I don't think we have we always said was junior I didn't you and,
1: s- and Tony's dad like I mean, you said Johnny Sack I, well, that's true. And so I, I
0: think you said Carmine Lupertazzi.
1: I did not say Carmine.
0: You said that on the phone. The that other was day. when
1: we originally discussed the idea. I thought Ooh, Carmine Lupertazzi be a would be good incredible character. Well, because they even mention it again. Don't listen to this if you want to have this spoiled. But <laughs> when Johnny ends up inevitably in in prison, mm. he's talking to the the former doctor who was giving him cancer advice and he, and he was telling him a story about how one time oh, Lupertazzi yeah, yeah. said no you can't kill him he's making a lot of money for us and then 12 years later he was like remember that guy yeah he can go <laughs> that's Carmine Lupertazzi that's why I hate that kind of character yeah. would be would be good
0: we're going to have to dig deep into this prequel idea because as the show progresses it'll be fun to throw out like who should play who as a young oh,
2: you know that's what i mean good. Yeah. Like
0: who? Like we we don't have to do it now, but like who plays a young Carmine Lupertazzi? Who plays Justin Timberlake? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just nails it.
1: I don't. Everyone uh, loves
0: him. I mean, he doesn't do anything wrong except for maybe the
1: Super Bowl halftime show. Depending on who you ask, Uh I don't know I, what Super Bowl halftime show has been approved by anybody yeah, over the last 20- twenty. I think the only one people really love is Whitney in '93. You know, you just want a quasi-war, I guess. In the First desert go I, I don't, uh, a conflict, as it were, a, a, a skirmish, I think, is what we would call that. And then she sings that, it's Whitney. It's I mean, Whitney, Whitney could have, she could have sang just about anything on that day. But well, how
0: old, I mean, do we know, since we're on this, you know, there's not really a whole, uh, let's get another full disclosure out of the way. There's not a whole lot to comment on in this first episode because there's so much establishment going on and it's narrated. Which you pointed out earlier, it's unlike any other episode in the series. Right. So it's it's kind of hard to comment on. This I don't know if it a... is.
1: It, you get an introduction. I think the core of it is you do see the family life, and it really, really ties to the last episode. Now that that, of course, was done after the fact. Yeah. So they 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 knew they wanted to to tie the series up, but the, I think the main thing you see is that you are dealing with sociopaths. Uh, you do start to fall in love with them a little bit character development pretty good considering it's just one episode but they show Tony and his love of animals but they also show in this scene that we're watching here where he's basically scolding Chris for being you know a 20 year old mobster who doesn't have his head have his head screwed on straight
0: let's be honest Chris is kind of a dipshit throughout the entire the series the entire series
1: <laughs> but he does he does grow
0: a little bit I I get so much joy out of out of Chris's ambition to to be something better <laughs> Because the mobster life just isn't quite good enough. Yeah,
1: it's just not exciting enough.
0: <laughs> he, and his, he and his girlfriend, wife, whatever. She, she never. They never get married, do they? I don't. Uh, well, no. Do, no, no, they, no. no.
1: It's, well, his second.
0: Well, he and Adriana he does get Never get married, no, right? No, right? They
1: they had uh, planned a wedding.
0: Their best skill in life is assuring one another uh, how much
1: talent they have. That's true, and neither of them. And
2: really
0: neither do. of them have
2: any
1: but. Talent. But you know what though. They were two people who didn't have talent, but still they found each pushed other. each other There's somebody towards for somebody. their talentless
0: dreams. Hey, you like shitty music. You should be a music producer. <laughs> I'm in the mob. I've got extra money. I'll fund it. You like drinking and snorting Coke? Let's buy a club. <laughs> That'll do it. Hey, I'm going to be a writer. I'm half illiterate <laughs> or semi-literate. But, I managed
1: uh... <laughs> to write this screenplay. Uh, This is actually so. There's a the scene I was ben telling Kinsley. you about. You, you are, yeah. <laughs> uh, It wasn't Ben. It was he, it was he roughed Sir up. Ben. Well, now he, well, he up, beat up
0: Lauren Bacall, but Lauren Bacall, he, he intimidated Sir ben a little yeah, bit. A
1: little bit. Yeah. No, but what I was saying was, you, you do get a touch, a very first inkling that you are dealing with uh, less than mentally acute sociopaths who love animals. But then at the same time, you see a Tony who would tear up and collapse over his ducks literally pull over and run over a, a guy that owes him money from a gambling debt in front of an... This is actually a scene I have a problem with.
0: Well, yeah, because they, they break this
1: guy's leg with a car. With a Lexus. But the thing is... In front of a lot of in people. In front of a... This is not a small office park. This is a, a very large, out-in-the-open and they run this guy down in front of the building.
0: Yeah, this isn't this isn't Deadwood where you can
1: just go, <laughs> I don't know, he fell down. Like
0: <laughs> this, you know, it is the late 90s but cell phones are a thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, Tony is associated with a New, New Jersey crime family, yeah. which I'm sure even, you know, s- small police forces want to get a taste of.
1: If you run a guy down, it's at least it's not a RICO charge, but you can hold him.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure I'm it's, sure he's breaking assault. some kind yeah. of law by breaking this guy's leg with a Lexus. And, you know, poor Christopher, he messes up one of
1: his headlights. Chris actually tells him it's $3,000 worth of damage. Now, I used to work on cars, and for Chris to say that's $3,000 worth of damage is just a <laughs> headlight. But it is a Lexus. I don't know. Eh. The other sad thing, he says that uh, that's a $60,000 Lexus. Have a look at that thing in a second. A 1996 Lexus <laughs> that he paid $60,000 uh, for. I know. But, yeah, so Tony's beating up... The, the person owes him money. Uh, oh, to
0: touch on what you're kind of getting to as far as him being a sociopath but also having a human side, uh, it's getting a little ahead of the game, but I've you know, i been watching the first season, and there's a part uh, when he's in Melfi's office, and he's talking about uh, – it's the episode where he goes to play golf with kuzumano Oh, yeah. And, white bread. And, yeah. and we're going to get there, and I'll probably bring it up when we get to this episode – but it, it makes my skin crawl when Cusimano refers to the, the hit. He says, oh, that's a beautiful hit. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a fucking doctor. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> like, like, he is Italian, but like he hangs out with the waspiest guys he could possibly hang out with. And he's sitting there in the least Italian way. Uh, he goes, that's a beautiful hit.
1: Another, uh, not to, to digress, but this is one of the things you notice. The, the meat store is not Satriali's. Oh, which I never would become that. famous. It's actually Sintani's, and it's also not in the location that it would eventually find itself at. These small details.
0: Yeah, no, I never noticed the pork store was a different name in this first episode. Also,
1: when you watch this particular scene, the guys are talking about a, a garbage deal that they're having trouble with from some from, from, uh, from, from Czechoslovakians mm. that they're dealing with. And if you watch this scene, this first episode, later after the podcast, you're going to notice that Big Pussy. As he's called, Big Pussy <laughs> Pomp and Zero, is really, really descriptive. Yeah. Because what we don't know at this time is that he's already wired up. The big oh, theme yeah. for the, the big theme for these first two seasons is is Pussy's connection to the FBI, having been pinched for heroin. Yeah. And what you notice in this particular scene is that he's very verbose. Yeah. And it, but it has, it's not uh, Pussy's a rat. He's a rat already, but. Because you don't know that at the time, only in retrospect do you feel like, "Oh, that makes sense."
0: You know, he asks not to be shot in the face when they eventually, yeah. Again, spoiler alert: if you're if you're watching this for the first time,
1: we should have rethought this. You're,
0: <laughs> you're too fucking late. Uh, he's like, "Don't shoot me in the face." I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they're gonna throw you in the ocean." So, what are you worried about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not getting an open casket. Like your kids this aren't gonna do. like
0: come like you know hold you know with the rosary over you like you're you're going in the deep. So I don't think you need to worry about where they shoot you at that point. I would probably ask for a headshot so it's over a little quicker. But what I was gonna say before about him being a sociopath and human, there's an episode with the the Cusumano, uh golfing episode where he talks about uh, he and the neighborhood kids that were cool hanging out with the kid that had a cleft palate. And making Mm. fun of him and laughing at him because he talked funny. And he doesn't find out till later that that kid went home and cried himself to sleep every night. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how bad that made him feel. And now I actually watched that episode today. And I was like, they do a really good job at balancing his sociopathic tendencies and his human side. He's almost kind of straddling that line because he is a sociopath. You kind of learn that as the season goes on. But I mean, what kind of a sociopath would recall feeling bad about making fun of a kid with a, fle- a cleft palate?
1: That's well, all about humanization. It's like I said before we started tonight. I think David Chase was, was out to do something different, but at the same time, he he this show and David Chase in particular does a, a great job of toying with us. Yeah, of forcing the car- of making you fall in love with something and somebody that you would know is absolute evil. But Speaking that of is evil. what's what's, re- Speaking, what's real about it.
0: Speaking of evil, we're about to see Tony's mom for the oh, first time. Oh,
1: Lord. Olivia. Ugh, Livia. Now, think about Olivia.
0: They got everything on CDs now. You don't need the
1: old records. <laughs> and I brought
0: a bunch of CDs for a broken, broken record.
1: Olivia, if you listen to the cast, I think it was her name, Marshawn. I think it was her last name. She is the crux. I, I think she's one of the most well-written characters and to me without a doubt one of the best acting performances mm. i mean she she would have been on the show longer had she actually not died in her yeah. life
0: you know, I always, you know, anytime I get in a Facebook argument with anybody, and, and you know who I'm talking about, I always want to isolate. We isol- can say the
1: name if you want.
0: <laughs> Not yet. Let's, let, let's get a fan base going
1: first. We can let it ruminate.
0: <laughs> I always want to isolate a gif of her doing that, you know, shut the fuck up, you know, gesture <laughs> she does. And just like, when I'm tired of arguing, just drop that in. That way, I can get told that gifts aren't cool, and I'm losing my edge by arguing with
1: them. Right, you're not, when you have nothing else to say, you just throw out a gift. Whereas I actually communicate with gifts. I, I like to of...
0: communicate with gifts. It's my preferred way of arguing because it's a way of being uh, sarcastic. Well, it's a needle. It's and a needle. And it, well, yeah, it's irritating for mm-hmm. the person on the other end because it's like you didn't acknowledge anything I just said. Right. You just put up a shot of Mike Myers from Wayne's World going huh? <laughs> Yeah. 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 Like damn it no make a good response like this is a good response I spent time thinking of what would what would be a good way to piss you off in picture form Yeah and I searched the internet quickly found it figured <laughs> out a way to appropriately copy and paste it into this message yeah. so that it would play for you automatically Isn't that
1: the most like and, Oh it's the worst when you know there's a good gif <laughs> there and and you know it's there but you have to get the gif in at that moment Yeah because if you drop that gif Four or five lines later, yeah. it loses its effectiveness. Yeah, no, you gotta be you gotta be quick with the gif. Gifts are important. Tony's trying to dance with her here. This always he's trying his hardest to love a woman that he knows is unlovable. And she's just wretched.
0: And I love I, I love this, like, you know, the your father was a saint.
1: <laughs> your father was a saint. Oh, we
0: just missed the whole part where she, she doesn't answer the phone after dark. <laughs>
1: Like that, Ma, makes- I get answering the door after dark. <laughs>
0: yeah. With, the phone? With
1: the phone, oh, he knows everything. <laughs> 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 and I know it, I, in a couple episodes away, and we'll touch on it. But it's one there actually. It, I can, without a doubt, say my favorite line of anything I've ever seen in television. Is it and Star Ledger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and when my wife and I were first dating, and she hadn't been, uh, she'd seen a few episodes, but I wanted to. Go through the season with her. When she saw that scene, I think it's was when sooner she's than absolutely. you think? I think it's like episode two. Oh, it's in the. You know what? I'm just saying it's a few episodes. If yeah, I said seasons, close. I apologize. No,
0: you didn't say seasons, but I I, I, I took from what you meant that it was a few episodes. I think it's like the next one. Like, I think it happens pretty
1: soon. It might be. This, my star, ledger you. Thanks. Thanks and then she just runs over her best friend. Now I, then
0: yeah. I uh, I laugh particularly hard when uh when Olivia's told to be at his house at a certain time for AJ's birthday she's like I don't drive when they're predicting rain. <laughs> rain. It's like when did when did she turn when did she turn into a this weird like 19 19- 30s, like, Borscht Belt
1: stereotype
0: off. of a sudden. Yeah,
1: well, she, she definitely did. And, you know, actually, one of the greatest pieces of casting that they did in, in some of the flashback scenes, if you'll remember, hmm. when Tony's flashing back to oh, his, his days with his, his father, mom. is the young yeah. Livia is absolutely a perfect cast. She, that, that... Ah, the first appearance of Father in Tintola. <laughs> <laughs> who actually would be recast yeah. after the pilot? To be fair, this guy's kind of weird looking. This guy looks like a diddler. God. Like he actually lives up to the Catholic diddler uh, priest AJ, stereotype.
0: AJ Soprano looks like I did at that age. Just a, <laughs> just a fat kid with a bowl cut <laughs> and a big T-shirt, Her
1: baggy, baggy polo. Yeah, I've
0: got, I've got, I've got man boobs at thirteen. Let me hide it under a really big T-shirt. Nobody will notice.
1: <laughs> AJ's arguably one of my least favorite. Characters on the show.
0: I have a lot of least favorite characters on this show. I but he's, he's
1: got to be up there. I think. What a th- disappointment.
0: Who do you? Who would you say your favorite character is?
1: I think if you had to isolate it down to oh, one. I a, a popular one, but still mine indeed would probably be Polly.
0: Oh Okay, that's what I going to say. Polly Walnuts. To yeah. me, he as the show progresses, as the seasons go on, he almost becomes the comic relief. They almost do to Polly what they did to Joey on Friends, how they turned him dumber as every season. <laughs> and went then on. Jenny
1: Sack. She's up there. <laughs> Jenny Sack is up there. I, I can identify with that.
2: I
0: love Polly Walnuts. He he's easily my favorite. Like, and the we, thing
1: about him, if, the actor himself just totally bought in. It was almost yeah. like he was a method actor. Every time yeah. you saw him in real life, he was like, That's Polly Walnuts. You know, the fantasy of this podcast just,
0: you know, earning us you know, world renowned fame. It's like all right, we can get one guest on the show one day to, to bullshit with us. It would be Paulie. It's got to be Pauly Waldox. Yeah.
1: I don't even know his real name. I, I would, it would be a struggle uh, for me to not introduce him as Pauly Galtieri.
0: I, I feel like I do know his name because I've looked it up before.
1: Well, we have and Google here.
0: Okay, well, you know, again, we don't do any research. <laughs> he's one of, I think he's one of the few characters on the show who actually has a criminal history.
1: He does. I, I do know that. I think he was actually connected or something. In
0: fact, there's a line when they're at Tony war, Sirico. That's it. There's a line when they're at war with New York in the later seasons where he makes some reference to I
1: survived By the skin of his nutsack.
0: Yeah, the 70s. you know, And he makes reference to that. And apparently that is kind of somewhat based in truth because he was uh, sort of a, an active you know, mob associate in the 70s. Let's take a uh, look the Colombo wars i think is what he refers to uh
1: getting well, back he has stated that he's a republican so we have
0: that well you know i have said time and time again leading up to these recordings that i'm a firm believer that tony soprano would be a huge fan of donald trump so it's not a surprise to me
1: well the line, there's there's writing in the show that bears that out well yeah cuz despite when they're the- talking about the 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 contracts the union contracts post katrina mm-hmm. And he was saying, how's it going down there? Someone asked him, and, and and Tony says, oh, well, basically, how about Dick Cheney for president of the fucking universe? <laughs> hey, shame on you. Dog's trying. Not only did he get cold cuts, now he wants one of my, uh, one old, of my cannolis. Old
0: legionnaires in here trying to eat the dessert, <laughs> In too.
1: 1971, he pled guilty to a felony weapons possession. This is Tony, mm. or uh, Polly Walnuts. And was sentenced to an indeterminate prison term for up to four years, but he served twenty months. And he was an associate in the Colombo crime family for the captain Jimmy Greeneyes Clemenza from the '60s to the mid '70s. Clemenza—that's a
0: character from The Godfather. Yes, it is.
1: I think it's one of the.
0: Speaking of cannolis, <laughs> get,
1: get the cannolis. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, uh, think Polly Walnuts is probably a favorite for me. And then I probably have a list of like 15 least favorites. Uh, AJ's definitely one of oh, them gosh. when he's you know crying in his toy soldier uniform. Uh, Big, yeah. Meadows on there sometimes. Uh, I think we have a mutual least favorite in Carmella.
1: Which we're gonna have to really let's revisit that. I don't think we want to touch on our Carmella. I think you have to hold some things back. I know
0: we're gonna we're gonna have to temper it throughout. I mean, how many episodes of this show are there? There's technically seven seasons, even though six this, is this, broken yeah, into two. It's like seasons. eighty episodes. I think I would say so yeah,
1: ten to twelve episodes.
0: You're, I mean, you're guaranteed, provided you know we maintain the willpower to keep getting together to do this, uh, that you're gonna get eighty episodes of. Uh, uh, this pod thing of ours, you know, uh, so... And you're
1: going to get 80 episodes where you're going to hear something about Carmella.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, she hasn't done anything particularly irritating yet. I don't even know if she does in this first episode. Well, she kind of does. He's, he's getting a CAT scan for his first pass out, yeah. and she treats him like a royal douche. But we also know that she apologizes for what she says later. Like five years
1: later. Yeah, that's double we know. All right, that's fair <laughs> enough. Oh, uh, I wish... You know, hey, I, he's I, about to kill email. This is our first hit. Yep.
0: you know he 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 talks about how, when does he say he's not going to ever be
1: able to eat in the pork store again
0: or not eat there for a while?
1: That's when they're chopping up.
0: Um, oh, that's not after rich, this
1: kill. No.
0: Ah, see, if I killed somebody in a cold cut shop, I would never eat that food
1: again. Well, yeah, especially if you use their their their. Uh,
0: especially if you use their chopping chop block. up the body.
1: <laughs> if they were cutting up. If my memory served me right, because I know Furio was involved.
0: Uh, I love Furio.
1: There you go. Furio is a great character. Great character. They were chopping up somebody it was him and it was Christopher and Furio. And I, I want to say that it was Richie. Mm. I can't stand Richie. We'll he, get there too. I love the way Junior dresses. He's it getting, never changes. It doesn't. Never changes. I love
0: the I love the the jab that uh Chris Maltesanti makes when he when he meets the incredibly cool, massive genius. And and talks about how how awesome he dresses, uh, which is comical on its own. He says something like, you know, this guy over here, he's he's a he's not even a real gangster, and he dresses awesome. And then you know, Junior's an OG, and he dresses like an old geezer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I mean, that's I mean that's like real life millionaires. Like they're the they, they're they're the most like understated people. You know, it's like you you would never know because they they look and live and dress so
1: plainly. I don't know if that's true across the board, but. It's
0: uh, it's you know it's
1: a it can't be true. I mean, I've seen plenty of millionaires dressed like total douchebags.
0: Well, we have family that we're no longer in touch with that's relatively wealthy and they
1: don't necessarily look at That's true. <laughs> are they millionaires we should be back in touch?
0: I'm pretty sure they are. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that's that's from our our is he technically a step grandfather? <laughs>
1: The terminology in this family, man. I don't know. I don't oh, my know. God.
0: I was just laughing the other day at just the faces my in-laws make when, like, subject matters around either side of my family comes up, mm. and just the turmoil on all sides and the drama.
1: I, I yeah. always find it fascinating when someone asks <laughs> about my family, and I have to, every single time, say, oh, do you have a minute? <laughs> this is going to get convoluted.
0: I'm still, you know, it's it sounds bad, but I still don't really fully understand the web of... of of family members we have on your dad and my mom's side there's there's so many like distant cousins out there i'm like and now who are they related to (laughs) like i know them all i know their names and i'd recognize them if i saw them but i it's lost on me where the connection trickles down to our you know our your dad my mother uh by the way i don't think we mentioned it we're cousins
1: oh yes This is not a chance meeting of two random strangers that happen to love The Sopranos.
0: No, we crack each other up all the time, and we're probably going to be the biggest fans of this podcast.
1: We're probably the only followers. (laughs) That's
0: just—I know I'm going to listen. I'm going to subscribe, assuming we do get this on iTunes. uh, I I always want to take this moment now, 38 minutes in, to ask you all to please subscribe. Please subscribe. (laughs) And we uh, have an hour to kill. Once we get the, uh, once we get like a, a crowdfunding site up, you know, maybe we can we can uh, you know take some of your money and get better microphones.
1: And to be clear, we are stumbling through this. Uh, we're going to get better. I think that would be fair to <laughs> I say. I don't know. <laughs> I think we'll, I think we'll get better.
2: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I think I I, th- I said it the other day. I think we have to forget that there's a microphone here because you know we normally we bullshit when I'm over here anyways. And then there's really no difference. I wanted to say this earlier. I feel like this is the most hair you ever see Tony have on his head. It's not even close. It's also the skinniest. Yeah, well, his weight fluctuates because he, he gets noticeably slimmer, I think, later in this episode. And then, you know, by the end of it, he's, you know, he's he's wearing what me and my uh, fellow fat friends in high school used to refer to as fat guy party shirts. You know, the, yeah. the, the button downs yeah. with the 50s collar and there's like, you know, margaritas on the bottom or flames if you're cool. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets into that phase where it's just fat guy party shirts all the time.
1: Is it tough to see Dr. Melfi and not think of Ray Liotta? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I see her and I'm I'm thinking, like, yeah, he handed you a bloody gun after he pistol whipped your neighbor. She just fucking loved it. Oh, she, she's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. He's trying to edit himself here. She slid right out of her chair. That's why I wanted to get that full disclosure out of the way with the family. Like I don't, I don't, you know, if I want to, if I want to say the word balls, you know, I don't want to think about, you know, one of our grandparents listening.
1: Right. But do subscribe uh, if you do. <laughs> uh, we could use it. You can just subscribe. You don't have to listen. Uh, we just need the cred. We just, <laughs> and we need you all. Uh, here's a scene here. They're trying to throw a body. They're trying to throw. Why did they? E- why did they Chris's even let go? Fit? Like,
0: they're big, big pussy and Chris are trying to throw dead email <laughs> into a into a not a dumpster, but like the, the kind of like the kind of like industrial. It's an industrial. Like a tractor trailer would leave behind at a construction site. <laughs> it's a good eight feet tall, <laughs> and these men are probably somewhere between five six and five nine, and they're trying to like do a one two three heave <laughs> ho. <laughs> and throw, I assume, a 185-pound man up four feet, and and all they do is throw him into the bottom side of this dumpster. Like It's like, what what was the plan here?
1: But see, that is what I'm saying. That probably has happened. These, These are what you have to understand. Probably about... Okay, uh, but let's backpedal some more. Because after the failed
0: weak throw attempt, Big Pussy explains to Chris how this is all stupid to begin with.
1: Because of The Godfather.
0: And we should just take him back and chop him up. If he already thought all that, why'd they even drive out there?
1: It's the Luca Brazzi thing. yeah.
0: Why did they even bother throwing the the dead body into the side of a dumpster?
1: Ah, this is our first shot of Green Grove. That becomes quite the theme for the first two seasons. When they're trying to check... Mom Olivia into what she refers as a nursing home, which clearly is not quite a nice home.
0: I got to give uh, Mom Olivia some credit. You know, she didn't do what most old ladies do where they tease their hair out into the sort of an afro shape. She she kept uh, a nice, you know, 1960s bob going. Granted, her hair is thin, but she, she didn't do what her neighbors all did. I'm about to get... Um, Super unprofesh
1: here. (laughs) You already Uh, did. You did it right there.
0: Yeah. Well, two things. I've had two beers, so I have to pee. But I also am out of beer, so I need to go grab another one.
1: Sure. sure. So uh, I think... Now, this is. I don't know what to do with my hands once you you leave here.
0: Well, we have two choices. I mean, uh, we can take a quick break and hit pause and then just come right back. Or you can be us for, you know, maybe two to three minutes while I'm not Mm. in here.
1: I think we have to just push through. I can sit here and talk. All right, you push through. You
0: make the people laugh. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bring into that cannoli.
1: <laughs> I, I can't do the cannoli right. I'm just so full. And it's got, I didn't realize it had ricotta cheese. Can anyone explain that, how ricotta goes into a, a cannoli? Google it. I should Google it. Um, so we're now, it's... Uh, I do feel like I don't know what to do with my hands. Or what to say. I guess I should just forget there's a microphone. But I do this on Facebook Live all the time with stupid videos. But one of the things I was mentioning to Brent earlier is when you're watching this show, I, having seen the show about 20 times all the way through, I find myself fast-forwarding through the psych, the uh, psychiatry scenes with Melfi and Tony. And I'm not sure why. I just feel like I already know what they're talking about, and he seems so whiny. And when you, and when it comes full circle and you, and you kind of come to the conclusion that psychopaths, well in this case sociopaths, don't actually get any treatment or don't better themselves through psychiatry. They actually just sharpen their tools to which they use in their world. As a sociopath, in this case as Tony Soprano, I just find myself... Fast forwarding through it, I think Brent said to make you all laugh here, but I'm getting a little bit too introspective. Also, for an older woman, I, I'm serious, Lorraine Bracco, Brock- oh, Dr. Melfi, just, hmm, she's quite lovely, but it is tough for me to not see her in Goodfellas, another film we share, and I'm sure we'll reference from time to time, Um, Brent's still peeing, It's getting a little boring. We are going to get better at this, I assure you. <laughs> but anywho so like i said i usually fast forward through these scenes that's a promise you should
0: quit making just you know full disclosure we may not get
1: any i think we are going to get better at this it's just uh possible
0: like i I mean maybe we should
1: prepare
2: (laughs) maybe we should
0: I i don't know i like the podcasts that don't uh this is kind of what I was saying before about how this is this first episode is kind of tough. When you think about some of just the the comedic aspects of episodes to come whether they ooh we got to talk about this uh, whether they intended it to be funny or not there's funny moments later in the season that are uh better fuel, you know, massive genius comes to mind, mm. that shitty band that Adriana is trying to Same episode. Yeah, it's exact it's God,
1: just the worst music. Just so bad. Well, let's touch on what you were just wanting to touch on. This first, really for the first season and a half, I would say. Yeah. The strippers at the bottom. Bing. Oh, my goodness. No good. I jokingly said it before we got
0: started. I mean, they're straight out of a Motley Crue video. It
1: it makes the Claremont Lounge look like the Gold Club, the (laughs) now-defunct Gold Club.
0: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, to Claremont Lounge, there's always one good one. Is there? (laughs) Well... A couple of times, but of is time it, it's just
1: by comparison at well, that point. Yeah,
0: it's but that's—I mean—that's why if you're fat, you hang out with fatter people, so you look great by comparison. You know, you're the best-looking mm-hmm. guy in the bunch.
1: I'm told the Bada Bing is a real club. I could be wrong. Uh,
0: no, it is a real club, and I believe um, real-life Silvio Dante, uh, Little Steven, actually owns it. Really? Yeah, I believe he. Uh, I believe he bought it because he, you know, he liked it. Interesting. But uh, yeah, the East stri-
1: e Street band pays well.
2: <laughs>
0: well, it must. I mean, yeah. they've been going for an hour long seventy
1: eight years. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, the uh, the strippers get better as the
1: seasons progress. But never great, but infinitely better than what East. Well, see yeah, in this if one. you
0: if you compare season six B, if you even see the club, I don't know if you do. I mean, you obviously do a little bit, mm-hmm. like when the hits are happening. Mm-hmm. But if you compare the six B strippers to the pilot episode strippers. You would never
1: visit the Bada
0: Bing from no. the pilot episode.
1: Well, you would. But you wouldn't be, it was to drink.
0: You gonna be having a great
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is naked ladies at the end of the day. I'm,
0: yeah, it's just, they've got the bad, like, teased up, you know, 80s hair. You know what it reminds me
1: of? It's like. fake boobs. It's, it's kind of like when we would go to the beach as a kid in Panama City. Oh, yeah. Th- we would have made this Roy, up. Well, not that, but I'm saying Uncle Roy would be like, oh, here comes a tea back. You know <laughs> that was a, a thonged woman in Panama City. Now in 1991, now,
0: I don't remember back. I just remember Hey, babe, want a party?
1: Well, that was yeah. He would have us do our lines outside of his jeep, but and, that was good. But the, I'm saying like these are the women that were actually on the beach when we were five and six years old. It's like
0: well, yeah. These are the they women. They show up at the Bada of after the their women prime that, years. This, I mean, these are the women. These are the. This is the reason my father brought binoculars to the beach. <laughs> when you're in that Panama City high rise, <laughs> you can people watch at a safe distance. You know, catch a thong or two. Oh,
1: hashtag the summit, the glory years. Oof,
0: the summit. That's where the the hair was in the bed, and the the turd oh, was in the pool. Someone
1: dropped a a balloon filled with shaving cream onto young Baby Banks's head, and that
0: was the same year where there was a chalk outline from a dead body. Oh man, just a, it's a classy place. Well, that was that was the year that your your dad turned into.
1: They did a little role playing,
0: yeah, and, and you know, uh...
1: chewed out the hotel security for letting that guy come up <laughs> on the back porch when they weren't there and taking a taking a lounge chair over to the karaoke. Also, that was the same year your dad sang karaoke for the first time, and I remember the. I distinctly remember it's his George nervousness. Stray, right? Yes, yeah. and he did Amarillo by morning, and it was horrible.
0: <laughs> it was horrible,
1: <laughs> but he he was very into. I, don't think it. I got to see that. I don't know. Oh if I yeah, did. Na- Amarillo by morning. <laughs> And that's probably good. That's a better version. <laughs> Up from San Antonio. Yeah,
0: you it' know, it's one of those things I don't think I've ever heard my dad sing. You know, when you go to, like, church as a kid and you're standing in the, in the aisle with your parents, you see their mouth moving. But I don't think I've ever heard any of, either of them actually sing. They just sort of, you know room, room, you know, room level, you know, inside voices just kind of mouth the words. I don't think I've ever heard any either of them actually sing. Heard your mom sing because she sings,
1: but and uh, yeah, she did the she was big with the hand motions, <laughs> she was a very vibrant, uh, look at me style singer when we were kids. <laughs> See what I was... said it, I said it.
0: <laughs> do they have the internet in California? Do you...
1: <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. They're,
0: they're all they're too stony. She's so, she's on my on. she's
1: on my space though, so we should keep an eye out for that. I hear that's making a comeback, is it? No, okay, good. <laughs> I had one of those. I had, My MySpace was so ridiculous. Oh, I had a MySpace. You, know, you, know, I, you could put a background on your MySpace. Sure. Mine was Bob Marley. Well, yeah. With the with the Jamaican flag colors across his face. I mean, it was... What an idiot. Ja. Yeah, Ja-mon. It was terrible. Not Bob Marley, by the way. He's not the idiot. I'm the idiot. God, do
0: you remember how important the top eight was? Oh, it's huge. Like, if you're not in the... T- like, that was like... That was, like, Facebook official before Facebook, you know, broke out of the college circuit. Like, if you're in the top eight, you know, that's how you let your girlfriend know, like, hey, <laughs> you know, this shit's
1: for real. You've been knocked down a peg. You know, you know,
0: you're you're my number two because, you know, bros before hoes. But, you know, that number two slot is reserved for my girlfriend.
1: Quick thing, we're in a scene here where we're, we're seeing Arthur, <clears throat> Artie, and his his wife, man, Charmaine Bucco. You like Charmaine? Oh. Yeah? I don't know why I just think she's that kind of like just sexy, sexy, sexy she, she's just just
0: a little a little bit much here
1: she's <laughs> if you don't because this isn't a visual, <laughs> she does have a bit of a beak,
0: but yeah i mean she's she's all right, as far as the wives on this show go, she's probably the best mm.
1: I mean, yeah, I could say that. Silvio Dante's got that blonde-haired one that's really wiry.
0: Well, and she she looks Big like boobs, she though. looks like she had botched plastic surgery. It is
1: bad. I'm just saying.
0: Not not even the boobs. Like like she had botched <laughs> facial plastic surgery. <laughs> and ma'am, if you're listening, I'm <laughs> I'm
1: very sorry. Uh, but do subscribe if you could. Go <laughs> ahead
0: and subscribe. I love the tucked-in T-shirt look. Like only a you know only a trashy New Jersey gangster could pull off that. I'm going to wear a. I'm gonna wear an army green <laughs> faded T-shirt with a shitty gold chain on top of it, and I'm gonna tuck it into my my polyester slacks real tight. I'm gonna make sure everybody can see the shape of my gut.
1: Well, it's no better than the tracksuit. You know, I
0: actually this is gonna be fun to to talk about. The first time I watched The Sopranos, start to finish, was when I was recovering. From gallbladder surgery. I had to have my gallbladder taken out. And this was actually not that long ago. We're talking 2011. Wow. 2012 maybe. I don't remember the year. And I got so into it. That by the third season. Because I was was in bed for about 10 days. uh, Recovering. By about the third season. I had gotten the strength. And I had enough pain medicine in me to tolerate it. To get up. I drove to Macy's. Bought myself a... What's Macy's? It's a department store. Oh, wow. Bought myself a a light gray tracksuit and uh, stopped at Publix on the way home to get some uh, cold cuts, capicola, pepperoni, and some peppers. Nice. And then I went home, and it was the summer, so it was really hot outside. Not your ideal tracksuit weather. And I cranked that AC in my apartment down to like 60, and I put on my tracksuit, and I ate cold cuts, and I watched, I think, most of season four... And I was in the zone. This would be like if you got dressed up like a cowboy to watch Deadwood. Like, sure. I am part sure. of this show now. And uh, I watched. With the, the tracksuit on. With the tracksuit on. Okay. And I still have that tracksuit, and I actually have a couple of others. As ridiculous as they look, they're very comfortable.
1: I owned one tracksuit. It's actually a good story. It was a two piece, of course, at the tops and bottoms. It was the Atlanta 96 official tracksuit.
0: Just back up for one second. Is there a one piece tracksuit for men?
1: Yeah, I, I realized when I said it how ridiculous it sounded. Don't, don't get me wrong. This
0: was a two piece. This was a two piece. <laughs> it was a onesie tracksuit, <laughs> just, just, just so nobody thinks I'm you know weird. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want anybody. This was an Atlanta Tamiscan '96. Yeah, it
1: was a it was a, a Olympic hmm. Atlanta '96 tracksuit. Did it I, have Izzy on it? No, that's only way this story could have gotten worse. <laughs> but it was a, a dark green with gold trim. I thought it was one of my favorite pieces of clothing. Wore it all summer. Now, first day of the sixth grade—that's a big day. Was you're, it training material? Or yes. Was, okay. Okay. It was a big day uh, for a kid navigating public school, and I, I wore the tracksuit because it was my most proud it was thing. Like a warm-up material. Yeah. 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 Like and, the starter uh, jackets. Right. Sure. Exactly. exactly. So my
0: tracksuit was that stretchy polyester. Like this could be Soprano thick, style thick pajamas. Right. And I still am on the lookout for some velour. Tony's got a Fila velour tracksuit that yeah, you see later in the, do. And I want that tracksuit. I bet
1: you do. You would. You could pull off that tracksuit.
0: At some point, we ought to record this in tracksuit.
1: I suits. think you have to be overweight to have that tracksuit. Well, I qualify. I, we both do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I had my dark green Atlanta 96 Windbreaker-style tracksuit and gold trim. Excited as hell. And, you know, that first day of sixth grade, it's a big formula today. You're going from the... From the elementary school to the scary world of now junior high, mm. as it was called. Or middle school middle to some. Middle is what I call it. Uh, and the problem I had was that with the tracksuit, I was trying to also be cool. And I was wearing airwalks.
0: I like airwalks, though.
1: That's not the problem. I like airwalks, too. But back then, that was like you had to be a skater. Well, yeah. So own the air, and I yeah, had never been. I think I been got Airwalks
0: because you had Airwalks. Because I didn't know what Airwalks were until I saw you <laughs> wear Airwalks. Same with Etneys. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't
0: know what the et- what Etney shoe company was until my buddy in middle school had a pair. I was like, I want Etneys. Yeah. You yes. And your parents look at you like, what the fuck is an Etney? It's yeah. like, you know, this is a Nike or a Reebok house. <laughs> You're gonna play sports, yeah. Whether you're good at it or not, yeah. Because that's what we do here. And these flat, flat-soled, you know, delinquent shoes. We'll get mm. that shit. You're not gonna wear suede tennis shoes. Are you crazy? <laughs>
1: it's like you can't but, can't jump higher and run faster. Like, I know, but they're maroon and they're so cool. So that's funny. Mine were maroon. I want to look like an extra from
0: Can't Hardly Wait. Like, can't I just? <laughs>
1: I want to look like Larry David's shoes. That's what I'm going for. <laughs>
0: you know what? Nobody has ever looked more comfortable
1: than Larry David. Than Larry David. And if he I,
0: wears a sport coat all the time. But like yeah. they're the really, like, soft... But with jeans true, and
1: comfortable yeah. shoes. I don't, well, think, anywho, I don't think Larry David wears jeans. He does. He does. No, nah, he's jeans. always wearing khakis. You might be right. I thought I saw some like some loose-fitting jeans. Let me get through this, though, okay? <laughs> so here I am, dark green, Atlanta 96, windbreaker tracksuit, totally with my airwalks. day. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good Didn't see that coming Didn't up. realize that I was being The first time I had ever heard the word oh Poser mm. And I was called a poser For the airwalks Yes oh. The tracksuit was bad enough No one was wearing an Atlanta 96 tracksuit Until the well, first day well, was, well who would? Yeah I mean it was a bad <laughs> Bad bad uh, wardrobe
0: Not only do I love tracksuits I also <laughs> love the Olympics <laughs>
1: Did you see Michael Jackson in his gold shoes? I love the Olympics. Carrie Strug is so just, she's a a warrior. I'm going to join the JROTC. Oh, man. So anyways, (laughs) I'm walking down the hall. uh, You know, big first day. Haven't even gone to my first class yet. And a guy I'll never forget. And do subscribe if you hear this. I'm sorry to name drop you in the first show. But his name was Justin Bailey. Uh Uh-oh. And he was a guy that was wearing all black with a shaved head, and he was at a chain wallet, and he's wearing Doc Martens. Yeah. And he kicked me so hard, and he sh- didn't say a word to me. Just kicked me right in, the, right in the calf in the back of the shin, hurt like a motherfucker. I turned around, and with that pleading, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and he just gave me like that, you're a poser, and just walked away. And for about six <laughs> months, he was my bully. Until I knocked, I, I knocked him down. That's a whole other story. We'll save that. <laughs> I actually punched him one day, and, and the whole lunchroom started chanting my name.
0: You saying why reminds me of the Tanya Harding.
1: Yeah, Nancy.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> why? Why?
1: <laughs> why? Have you seen I Tanya yet? I haven't, but I, I hear it's. Uh, I hear it's a good film. By the way, we are still watching The Sopranos over here. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Meadows on the phone. She's that trying is... to
1: score. This is where she's trying to score Crystal oh, yeah. She wants speed t- so from, she can uh, study. Crew, so she can study.
0: We have so many tests tomorrow. You staying over for dinner, you, Tory? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to Berkeley. This is one of those episodes where. Uh, this is the episode where Carmella wants to, you know, wear the white gloves to go have lunch, right?
1: Didn't we see that? Yes, indeed. She wants to take her down to the Plaza Hotel.
0: Yeah. So this is the this is an episode where you really get to see just how much Meadow hates her mom. That's true. Ugh, God, I you know, uh, there there are episodes and seasons where I can't stand Meadow Soprano, and then others where she you know seems like a decent person.
1: Well, then she well the pro- the thing is, she actually just gets really hot during the Finn dating days. It makes it easier. Be specific. Like She's what? dating
0: Finn. Oh, Finn. And
1: then they're at NYU. Poor Finn. I know. He never he just never stood a chance, did he? No.
0: Who does she end up with? Anybody?
1: Yeah, Patsy Parisi. Oh, that's right. God, I love that episode
0: when uh Big Patsy's drunk and crying mm-hmm. and this close to, to killing Tony and then <laughs> does ends up
1: peeing in the pool.
0: God, I mean when he when Patsy drives uh Tony's temporary girlfriend like out to the middle of nowhere and gives her the whole I'll be the last face you see speech, I just look at that man. She and was think, the
1: Mercedes Benz. Oh
0: like God, that guy would that guy does look like somebody that would murder I mean, you. He's
1: the he's the epitome of dead eyes. It's
0: like I don't man, that would be that'd be rough yeah, he'd, he'd kill you and he wouldn't make a face about it. No, he'd
1: get a double cheeseburger five minutes later. It's not, uh, that'd be that.
0: I can't even eat chicken wings during the episode when there's a <laughs> dead arm grabbing Chris in a nightmare. <laughs> and, you know, Patsy over here is eating, you know, cold cuts after he murders somebody.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Well, and also a great thing about this first episode is this is, uh, you know, this is pre nose job meadow. You no, know, I've
0: never noticed that. You brought that up before. I don't think I ever noticed the the nose job. I think I just I just kind of always assumed she grew into it.
1: Maybe she. I don't think that's it though. Uh, it's to me, it's a very noticeable difference—the hump in the nose. I again, I'm not no judgment, but it was just so crystal clear. Come comes episode two. And who
0: needed a nose job? Was your friend Cacciatore.
1: Oh Lord! Well, she just <laughs> needed a face transplant. Uh,
0: uh, she looked like Droopy D had sex with. Shit, I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Very descriptive.
0: (laughs) I think that's the perfect description. Droopy D had sex with shit, I don't know.
1: Here's a good one, though. So you see Tony lamenting the fact that his family came here with nothing and ended up being stonemasons and building this beautiful Catholic church that he wants to show to Meadow so she can appreciate. And then the cutaway is showing Silvio Dante blowing up Tony's best friend's restaurant and not out of some kind of spitefulness, but to actually save him, save Artie's business by blowing it up. That's a, a its an interesting theme.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he tries to give Artie tickets for a cruise so that he'll close the restaurant for a week. So, no Ju-
1: backstory here. They were going to do a hit. Junior was. Junior was going to do a hit inside the restaurant, which, of course, would kill his business.
0: Yeah, nobody wants to eat at a restaurant where somebody got shot in the head the week before.
1: See, I don't know about that. If I knew it was a mob hit, I, I'd go get some,
2: some uh, Italian well, food Well, yeah, there.
1: doofuses like us would go, but
0: <laughs> in, this, in the setting of this TV show, which, by the way, this brings me to something I was thinking about before when he's in the restaurant and he makes sure Malfi gets a table. Restaurants have never looked more like fake restaurants than they do in this TV show. <laughs> Like, you can practically see the false ceiling soundstageness <laughs> of these restaurants. Like, they look like SNL restaurants. The boom mic starts yeah. dangling down into the shelf. Like no restaurant looks like that. They look like restaurants from a soap opera. Like they, and it's not just this first episode, I mean, it, it lasts throughout all of them. It's like the only restaurants you can go to in North Jersey are really nice white tablecloth restaurants where they only serve Italian food.
1: It's a good point, though, because when they, when they do do scenes in, inside diners, those look perfect because they're actually diners.
0: Yeah, they look legitimate.
1: Yeah. You might not be
0: getting picked up very well back oh, then. Oh,
1: I, I raise my voice, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> when I lean back, I'll, I, I go up in tone. See, that's a nice suit. Tony's wearing a lovely suit there. That's not... Uh... By, by uh, the
0: standards of his day, yeah, maybe so. My, not by modern standards.
1: Would that not fly? No. That's not... Uh... Upton, what's that place that you like? Upton? No, that's not right. The the men's clothing place that you almost worked for. (laughs) Oh, H. Stockton. H. Stockton.
0: No, they wouldn't sell that there. Although they do have to accommodate the old school guy. Because the guys that have been shopping at H. Stockton are guys that have been buying suits since this era. So when they go in there, if they haven't graduated to the modern, slim, unstructured suit, they still want the, you know... You know, give me the golf tour from nineteen ninety eight look. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you have Trump ties?
0: I want a sport coat that's you know a good three sizes too big that makes my shoulders look gigantic, uh, that covers you know most of my ass and the backs of my legs.
1: That being said, I need an update. I think I, I need to get. I, I think my suit <clears throat> is more Tony Soprano than it is.
0: Do you are you the one suit guy? Like you have a suit and like come wedding or funeral, I'm good.
1: I'm going to say yes, that's true because it, because it is uh <laughs> but
0: that's most that's most guys there's i i i'm a I'm a men's clothing nut, and I don't know anybody other than guys that work in the industry that are as enthusiastic about it as I am. Most average dudes, especially in the south, where you know khakis in a golf shirt is considered dressed up. They don't have a suit, and if they do, they have one that they've had for a long time, and getting married i'm covered funeral I'm covered job interview job interview I'm covered, yeah, Easter Sunday got it you know it's a it's a shade of dark gray or what might be black there's no telling and uh good to go did you go in my closet for the- no, but that's just <laughs> that's just the standard. I have my suit. But I have
1: a lot of ties.
0: There you go. You actually, your your short one because you left a red one at my office like two years ago. And Son of you, it's and you still n- there. <laughs> you isn't never it? came back to yeah. Give it. And to be honest, I don't know where it is now. For a while, I kept my it. favorite tie. I kept it somewhere to give back to you, and uh, and there's no telling at this point.
1: It's been purchased at a, a goodwill. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But good for the tie. It's probably seen more more life.
0: I didn't. Per, I didn't personally take it anywhere. But you know, there's no telling at this point.
1: Yeah. I tried to get it back to you. Well, I think we should have this conversation again. I, I know I need a, a reboot on the on the suit game. You know. Yeah. Well, this is a great scene in the show that comes up where they they not not so many episodes away where they they lift suits they steal suits from Conley Trucking. Yeah. But the thing about the suits is they're just straight. Mob suits
0: Oh yeah, they're horrible Yeah, they're really bad The one that Sylvia puts on looks, looks like something That Steve Harvey would wear As a joke
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: about You cannot describe that suit Any better than that uh, I love it
0: when he's like Hey, do What if uh, well, Some of these didn't go back What if some of these Didn't go back <laughs> And he should have said No, they need to go back No, we, you know what We should just set them on fire <laughs> They're all probably polyester. They'll probably burn pretty fast. <laughs>
1: Looks <laughs> like me. Michael Corleone would call this tacky.
0: They'll they'll melt. Yeah, they won't burn. They'll melt. Oh, this is the Momo and well, first of all, I love. There's a few seasons or a few episodes in this first season where Tony wears shorts, and there's a very famous story about how real mobsters got in touch with uh, uh, the late great uh, James Gandolfini and said, "Hey." uh a real boss would never wear shorts. And so you never see him in shorts again for the rest of the series. But this is a, a wonderful moment when Chrissy's bitching about how nobody you know, appreciates what he does and I could have sold my life story to make a mafia movie. It's like, dude, you're, in this show you're 20 years old. What life story? You presumably graduated high school or got your GED oh, two no, no. fucking years yeah, these ago. These
1: guys didn't graduate.
0: You have no life story. You, you've been a, a hang-around, as the Hells Angels would put it, for a couple of years, maybe. Like, you haven't done anything except for kill email in the pork
1: store. But he wants to be made solely off that one hit.
0: Yeah, and he eventually does get made, but there's a black bird in the window, so it's ruined.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it definitely is. <laughs> Root. <laughs> it's ruined. It's ruined. It's ruined. But this is actually one of the first times this happens. It's become There's actually a great... Um, meme about this where Tony likes to get in people's faces. He pulls them in close. It's kind of like a Trump handshake, but he, he gets right up in your <laughs> face, pulls you in. And I often wonder with scenes like this, do you think actors, when, you, when you're doing something like this, where you get aggressively close to their face, do they mint? Uh,
0: so. do yeah. Do they gum? Yeah. I've thought about that before. Or do you keep it real?
1: Because, I mean, oftentimes, if you're at a, if you're at a, a, a luncheon, or a barbecue like they it's are like, here.
0: Fuck! I'm working with James today, and
1: He's doing that face scene,
0: and he's <laughs> so oh, fucking method. Man. He's gonna uh, <laughs> just gonna smell like he hot actually, dogs. He and- actually
1: ate two pounds of sweet sausage and drank a couple beers here. Ugh. Cigar.
0: <laughs>
1: you can think about that? Like, what do you think Junior's breath smells oh, like? Oh, mothballs. <laughs> uh, per, just the worst. <laughs> just Olivia's is probably worse, though. I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was eating eggplant 20 minutes
1: (laughs) ago. Eggplant parm. I heard you in here earlier saying you don't enjoy eggplant parm. I
0: I think eggplant is gross. I don't know anybody eats it. I tried a bite of it once, and I was just like, why? Why would you put that in your mouth? It just tastes bitter, and it tastes like food that went bad, but somebody cooked it anyways.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna say I. It's not. It's not a favorite, but I don't have this kind of. uh spitefulness towards it either I, I i've had i've had good eggplant parm so there's just
0: certain things that like you never get out of from childhood like i'm a 31 year old man and i will never eat coleslaw like i don't think it looks oh, good
1: you haven't had my coleslaw
0: <laughs> i have had a slaw that was made with like a a, a a an oil base instead of mayonnaise so it's just shredded vegetables and oil base. sure sure but Like I got coleslaw at the other
1: day. See, that's not coleslaw. And it
0: came with the meal, and I was like, I, I never want to eat this. This just goes in the garbage.
1: They just put sugar on top of mayonnaise and mix it up. See, I'll say let's do this Dave Stone style. I'll give you a recipe while we're (laughs) about to wind down. (laughs) While we're about to wind down this this episode, reeling in. It's getting close.
0: Can you do like a time? to See where we're at.
1: Yeah, we're we're there. This is
0: impressive. We've gone an hour and ten minutes just bullshitting. But I about do want to
1: give you this coleslaw recipe. As, All right, Dave as Stone, hit down. me. Shout out to the Boogie Monster, <laughs> Dave Stone. You made us. You, I peed my pants when we when you were in Atlanta here last. <laughs> that was it, a good comedy, arguably show. one of the greatest comedy shows. I
0: mean, and every every lead in was good. I know we talked about like who we liked more than than less, but every every lead in he had that night was had a good moment.
1: They were yeah, they all did. The, there were some highlights for sure. There were definitely some highlights. But, but anywho, my coleslaw. Yeah. Uh so I uh, is it is it the mayonnaise that that drives you away? No, I like mayonnaise
0: and I like vegetables. I just don't see what the big deal is by, you know, julienning some vegetables and tossing
1: them in mayonnaise. I understand. So I always add I try to add extra carrot. I think that's a crucial part. I like carrot. I don't I, I like cabbage, but I think if you just have a thing that's just cabbage, it's pretty one note.
0: You put carrot in your red sauce. How much how much does carrot come that's into your That's not play uncommon. With... Okay. You I'm can look at Italian I'm, recipes and I see that. I'm not you judging your red for... sauce. I'm just this is two recipes we've talked about tonight, one well, off air well, where carrot has come up. How often, <laughs> how often does carrot come into your recipe, like The better hey, question you know, is... when I'm making hot wing sauce, <laughs> what I do is I juice some carrots. <laughs> 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 All right, so I got a good burger dry rub. <laughs> You're gonna to want to get some carrots, powdered carrot <laughs> You're just gonna
1: let that sit overnight. No, right. I'm just saying it just so happens that the two recipes you've you've heard of <laughs> when I make prime rib, <laughs> prime rib, yeah. So it's I <laughs> add a little add extra I carrot, cabbage. Sense. I it's a lighter than average mayo. I don't. I, I think it needs the mayo. I just don't think it needs to be. Like dripping in it. Like a Chick-fil-A coleslaw. They don't sell it anymore. Chick-fil-A used to have a coleslaw that was basically have, just mayonnaise.
0: They used to have a carrot and raisin salad.
1: Oh, you Yeah, they did. That? I remember that.
0: I worked at Chick-fil-A, and you know what? It sucked, and I'm, sometimes I would question why I still eat there. Go ahead.
1: Well, all right. So cabbage, carrot, uh, light mayo, apple cider vinegar, and then I mix that together, mm. and then I dice up a fresh jalapeno, and I let that marinate overnight. And let me tell you, a little bit. Of course, I did. Didn't say I, pepper, salt, and sugar. Yeah. But very light on the sugar. It needs to. It needs to balance with the apple cider vinegar. But if you tried it on a hot dog or on a hamburger,
0: so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, okay. I'm going to sneak what? this coleslaw you know into what, something.
0: Though? I just just remembered this. I don't know if the local still has the same menu it did when I lived in the city, but there used to be a pulled pork barbecue sandwich. On the menu at the local that came with coleslaw on top, uh-huh. and I absolutely loved that sandwich. You know, I, I have this thing when I go to a restaurant, whether it's a shitty dive bar or some place that considers itself fancy, like a place in Decatur. I never customize what's on the menu. I want to taste. You know, somebody thought this sandwich up. I want to taste it how they intended it. I'm not going to, like, say leave off the mushroom because I don't like them.
1: It's a, I like that. So
0: when I ordered this the first time, I'm looking at it, I'm like, God, I would love a pulled pork barbecue sandwich right now. I really don't want any fucking coleslaw, though. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? It's how they intended it to be served. I'll give it a shot. And I loved it. It's the same with a Cuban sandwich. The first time I had a Cuban sandwich, and this was not that long ago, I'm like, I hate pickles. I cannot stand pickles. That is mind-boggling I don't like me. pickles on... Anything, I don't eat pickles by themselves. I am not a pickle person. Crazy. Episodes over, by the way. This is all just after show bullshit (laughs) at this point. But I was like, you know what? I've never had a real Cuban sandwich and pickles come on it. I'm going to give it a shot. And to this day, that's the only thing I'll eat pickles on. Ever. I don't like them on burgers. And I sure as shit don't like them on my Chick-fil-A sandwich.
1: Oh, you that you know, it's just one of those things then. Because I'm I'm an extra pickle guy.
0: Yeah. You know, we should go to Chick-fil-A together and you can have my pickles.
1: I do want to backtrack for a second. Didn't know you worked at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, in high school. And you are surprised that you still eat there. <laughs> I want to know about that.
0: Well, first of all, yeah, I mean... I, I, uh, if
1: you work for Chick-fil-A, please do subscribe. <laughs> um,
0: I I can confident I feel like I can confidently say Chick-fil-A probably pays as shitty today as they did when I worked there in 2005. <laughs> I think I made like five fifteen an hour. Um... And
1: when was the ceremony to, for them to find out that you were a Christian? Does that,
0: (laughs) you know, you, you kid, the vetting process, but you have to be like a church elder to own one. And when you get interviewed, they want to know where you go and all, you know,
1: so where did you, what was the lie?
0: Well, I know I, at the time, that's how I got the job because I was (laughs) in the youth group and one of the guys in the youth groups mom and dad was or maybe just his mom was the manager of the one i worked for and that's how i got the job like day one they're like so we're gonna put you in the cow suit and i'm like oh fuck you know (laughs) so i got into it for 30 minutes then i took the head off and said i'm claustrophobic and i'm about to throw up you got to get me out of this thing which was all a lie but i am kind of claustrophobic and i did not want to be in that ridiculous cow suit so
1: really only the vomiting was the
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't really claustrophobic, but when you have that cow head on, you can't touch your own face.
1: That's, that's <laughs> and it's, objectively true. And, and when true. you
0: start thinking like, I can't touch my own face right now. I can't scratch my nose. Granted, my nose isn't itching, but I can't scratch it. And I was freaking out and I was like, you got to get me out of this. I can't do this. I don't care if I'm the new guy. You can fire me. I don't care, but I'm not, not going to be the cow. And then never maybe be the cow again. But the accommodation that they put into taking care of people at Chick-fil-A, it's why people like it, but it's why it was irritating to work there. I worked there before the grilled sandwich came with lettuce and tomato on a multigrain bun. Mm-hmm. The grilled sandwich was just a shitty piece of grilled chicken on the same bread with pickles, just like the fried one. There was no grilled nuggets. I don't even think there was tenders at the time. If they were, they were new. And I remember this one guy came in one day. He was like, yeah, can I get an eight count of grilled nuggets? I'm like, man, we don't, <laughs> do you know where you are? It's like, we don't have that. <laughs> and sure as shit, like, like just like from out of nowhere, my man is like, we can do that, Mr. Brent. And by the way, I was Mr. Brent every fucking day. I <laughs> and I watched this guy go in the back and grab grilled chicken patties and cut them into nugget shapes to put in a box for this guy. Cause at Chick-fil-A, we can do whatever the fuck you want, even if it's not on. Well, the menu.
1: it's your pleasure.
0: Oh, and I never said that. Every day I worked there, I had a talking to, with, by a manager, to remind me that I'm not saying your pleasure when people my say My pleasure. My you, pleasure yeah. when people say thank you. And I was like, well, yeah, because I'm saying you're welcome. Because that's what I really think. It isn't my pleasure. I'm working here for dog shit. <laughs> it's not my pleasure. I mean, I'm sure there's some benefits. You're at Chick-fil-A. I did get 50% off my meal. There you go. And I got a free meal during uh, my break. Which was cool because the Hispanic guys that worked in the back, they would make shit up. They would like you know, they would make things out of the food that weren't on the menu, of course. And you could get that hookup,
1: but it sadly was, they've been deported now. So some of
0: them might have been. Yeah. They all openly admitted that they were only here working so they could send money home because they didn't have legal status here. Sure, uh, but they were cool. They were the cool guys. People I worked with were just gross, like you know, just. Super Youth groupy teenagers the women 's room was the grossest thing I ever had to clean up, by far grosser than the men's room. The bag that your salad comes in when you get a chick-fil-A salad is also the bag that we used to th- <laughs> used oh, no. to dispense with the the used feminine products in the bathroom.
1: Oh, see now that we could have left out of the <laughs> initial podcast <laughs> because again, there's a lot of followers out there that might be connected not yet. Yeah, that's true. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> not after this episode. <laughs> we've we've bad-mouthed Chick-fil-A. I think it's a fine line.
0: The food's good, but if you if you ever want to understand why it's gross to work there, the next time you're dining in, if you happen to be, just when you go to throw your food away with the tray, just leave the trash can lid open for a second and take a whiff <laughs> of what, you know, six hour old barbecue sauce smells like. And then imagine that you're sticky from lemonade. <laughs> spills and having to take that shit out at 10 o'clock at night.
1: Last question. And we'll keep it on theme with Chick-fil-A. Polynesian sauce. Thoughts? Nah. No? Not a fan. I love it. People people do love the Polynesian.
0: But, I and I fall into this category, everybody kind of has their order at Chick-fil-A.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And I, I kind of, I, I dance between a 12-count nugget meal, large fry, half sweet, half unsweet tea, and I oh. get... Love it. And I get barbecue sauce for the fries, not the nuggets. Right. And then there's people that have... And then if I don't do that, I go with the club sandwich on a regular bun because they're lying to you. That multi grain bun is not better for you. There's more sugar in that sure. wheat bread and there's more bread
1: there. Yeah. The
0: regular bun's less bread. Club sandwich, regular bun, Colby Jack cheese, Chick-fil-A sauce on the sandwich, large fry, barbecue sauce again, half sweet, half unsweet tea.
1: You have nailed that. I will say I have a beef with the... With the Chick-fil-A on the half-and-half half tea. Because that's my go-to drink everywhere I go. I, I like to keep... Half-half. I like tea. I don't want tea syrup. Let's uh, so, let's go ahead and do a quick shout-out
0: to the Wing Ranch in oh, Brookhaven. Man. Speaking of half-and-half half tea, every time I go there, first of all, Ray knows what I want. So I never even have to order. But as soon as I pay, he disappears to the back to bring out that purple... Picture of unsweet, unsweet tea, tea for me mm-hmm. so that I can give myself a half and half. Yep. He says, let me go get that unsweet for you, and then I'll get to work yeah. on your order.
1: Well, that's, a half and, half and a shout out to me well, yeah, you, you, you for introduced. introducing the Wing Ranch to you. Yeah, uh, But no, back to what I was saying. At Chick-fil-A, I, tend, I would say 50% of my last 20 orders, when I ask for a half and half tea and I don't pay enough attention, I get half lemonade, half sweet tea.
0: Oh yeah, that's what they immediately jumped to. They're like, "So you want an Arnold Palmer?" Arnold Palmer? It's like,
1: "No. No. No, no. No, that's I would works. ask for an Arnold Palmer. I don't want sugar on sugar. I want half unsweet, half sweet tea. If anything,
0: a lemonade with unsweet tea.
1: Now you're talking. But the problem with that is it gets a little too uh I don't know what to. It's just too tart.
0: I mean, I don't want an Arnold Palmer anyway. ever unless yeah. we
1: can like spike it with some bourbon. Ooh, I think Arnie, Arnie Palmies have to have vodka, right? I don't think you want to do...
0: I don't know. I mean, I, bourbon and tea, probably good. Bourbon and Lin,
1: lemonade. Lynchburg lemonade, that's all that is, is a Jack Daniels and, and lemonade.
0: I, I, you know, next episode, <laughs> <laughs> lemonade, tea, and bourbon.
1: Last thing I'll say about what we'll touch on The Sopranos in, in and in a real point is that, do you ever notice that this is the one television show... We're eating. The act of eating food seems to happen more than any other television show in the history of, of television.
0: That's that whole like Method Marlon Brando thing. Like the you you can only be a good actor
1: if you're eating a sandwich and gesturing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they constantly. Carmel is constantly cooking. Tony's constantly having meetings at the restaurant. This
0: this makes me think of something. This is a good. This and I think this is a good thing to end on. Realistically, even if you are an Italian American family living in Northern New Jersey, are you really eating only Italian American food every day for dinner? Well, no. Is that really the way it is?
1: They don't do that. Remember, there's a there's a, a a little stint of the show where Tony and Carmella are absolutely hooked on sushi. They go to the same place like three days in a row. I forgot about that. No, I'm not saying one, epi- of, one episode does not make a... But in
0: terms of like meal time, like. Is, where, is there any more big ziti? Is there any more <laughs> medical? Medical. Is they there any more, you know, where's the lasagna?
1: It just seems Spaghetti. to be like the Sunday dinners that you see them eating, which are constantly uh, Italian-American food. It's, it's like the leftovers become what they eat. This fucking guy.
0: We've, <laughs> we've rolled into episode two. We're going to we're gonna have to cut this off and start our second episode so we can <laughs> properly make fun of fucking Brendan.
1: <laughs> Brendan Falone. Don't make fun of Brendan. That guy, he had high aspirations, but a bad a bad coke habit.
0: He reminds me of every guy that was a couple years older than me in high school. That I was always like, "Do we have to hang out with that guy?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's the guy that he's he's the senior that plays on the JV team. Well, he's
0: like he's definitely going to try meth. Like if he hasn't already, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to end this episode. Uh, we this, will
1: get better, contrary to Brent's popular I don't know about that. Opinion. We'll see
0: what happens. I mean, there's a good chance we're going to do episode two here in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's probably not going to be any different than this one. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert. I mentioned it earlier. Full disclosure, we're going to probably gang up a couple of these so that we can give you consistent content. But uh, thanks for listening. This has been uh, this pod thing of ours, inaugural episode. Hope- I'm
1: Austin. This was Mr. Brent. And... Uh, we're going to sign out.
0: All right. Peace. <laughs> Mr. Brett.
1: <laughs> Mr. Brett. <Bear. laughs>